from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. We knew where we were going. We knew what we were getting ourselves into. We just didn't know what would happen to us when we came back. What do we got? Going down the road, sniper fire! No! I came here tonight because I can't live with myself anymore. What does that mean? Priest used to always say, don't leave this earth without making sure your soul is ready. I don't know when I'm leaving this earth, but I know my soul ain't ready. You've lost your faith in God. Did you ever think maybe your God lost his faith in me? Why am I still alive and you not? You're still alive because God has a plan for you. There's something important you still have to do. Nothing left for me, man. I'm all alone now. You prayed to God for help and he answered. He brought her into your life to help you. See, I swear you were home, brother. If you love me the way priest says you do, you got to show me. You got to show me right here, right now. For me to heal my soul and I'm determined to find my way back to God. There it is. There it is. The trailer for My Brother's Keeper. It is movie release week. And uh, I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited because it's finally here. Uh, man, I, I just, uh, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. You know, this, <laughs> I talked about this a little bit last week. The, this film was uh, kind of went into the works way back in 2016. And, uh, you know, here we are, 2021, and so many things have happened uh, in between that time, uh, but we own God's timing, and now it's finally here, just a few days away. In fact, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, 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 MBK coming to theaters. Um, man, I am, I'm so pleased because, uh, like I said, this is the most challenging role I've ever had. You know, people have heard me say that a lot. And um, you're listening to the TCS live show right here on the Edified Network. And on this show, um, MBK is the topic. It's MBK Day, My Brother's Keeper. We're talking soldiers. We're talking veterans. You know, we're talking PTSD. Um, and I have two very special guests coming on the show uh, to help uh, give some insight to that. So my first guest is uh, Ty Manns. You know, Ty Manns is the writer and um, he was the one that reached out to me about uh, doing My Brother's Keeper and playing the role of Travis Fox. Um, I've worked with with uh, Ty before. Actually, you know, MBK is the third film that I've done with him. He's become a really, really good friend of mine and just, just a great person to know, great person in the industry. And uh, he has military experience himself. Um, and that helped me a lot. You know, when we were when we were shooting this film, you know, there were so many times where he just, you know, come and pull me aside and let me know, like, you know, if I'm if I'm nailing it, if I, if I look like a soldier, if my mannerisms are right. And and like I said, this is loosely based on his father's life. So, you know, he was be able to give me just firsthand instruction on kind of how his father, you know, would have done it. And, you know, whether I was too high or too low. And so it was really, really cool. But this is movie release week. He's a big part of it. So I wanted to uh, bring my man uh, Ty on. And so since this is uh, basically the first guest that I'm going to have on, on the TCS Live show, I want to tell you kind of how I'm going to be doing guests when I uh, have them. Basically, we're going to call this the TCS Live line. And uh, I'm just going to call them up and uh, we'll get the, the interview going. So coming up right now on the TCS Live line is my man, Ty Mans. Let's get him on. Hey, what's up, TC? What's Ty, what's going on, brother? Working, man. You know I know it. 
I know it. I know it. <laughs> movie release week, though, brother. Movie release week. Man, it seemed like it was forever, right? I'm I'm gonna jump right into that, man. It it we yeah. okay. So obviously, I I want people to to just get the behind the scenes look. Then this ain't the standard interview where we ask the same old questions and all. That. We know we we're really excited. It's movie release week, man. But you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I've gotten to know you over the years, and we've gotten tight, man. And and uh, again, I, I'm gonna be able to show everybody just how we came together on this project. But you just you just set it off on one of my first questions, dude. This this started. When I even okay, so a question this was 2016? 20, 2016 when you and I were on the set of a question of fake together. Yep, 2016. I, 2016 talking about this movie. So I'm gonna take so I'm gonna paint that picture for him. So you know, I 2016, a question of faith, you know. Um, and so I meet Ty at the crafty table. Um, yep. that's where we just have snacks and stuff. And in between, you can go eat and just a few snacks in between takes and stuff. I met Ty there and, you know, Ty tells me, you know, that he has a role and he wrote it with me in mind. Now I want him to tell that story, but I want to tell y'all that was 2016 y'all It's 2021. So before I get into, before I get into, um, our meeting at the crafty table, let's fast forward a bit. Cause I don't. I haven't even talked to you that much about this. What has the last five years? <laughs> what has the last five <laughs> years been like, man? Because we've had so many different delays. One of which yeah. I'm glad we had because of COVID would have killed this movie right. in the theaters. So, what has the last five years been like, from conception to where we are right now? Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I remember that day at the crafty table like it was this morning. <laughs> Because uh, I'm standing there, and it was you're right. It was the first time we had talked. I think it's first time we met. Yep. And um, but I had been watching you on set that day, and, and 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 I'm sitting there watching you and other guys perform a question of faith, which I wrote. But mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, man, this is this is it. This is the guy that can do this next movie I want to write, and you know, so it, it it's just amazing that. For me, at least five years, and 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 they haven't been five wasted years. No, no question about that. I mean, right. I didn't have Mans Mackey Studios then. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and myself and Bishop Mackey, we weren't even we hadn't even met at that point. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, a question of faith introduced me to you. Mm-hmm. A question of faith introduced me to Bishop Mackey because he came to see a screening. So that movie has done a lot for me in the last five years. It introduced us to uh, distributors and investors, people who became interested in in the, the stories that that I'm writing and we're producing. But yeah, 20, 2020 was just. It was crazy, yeah, it, dude. It, it, it was it was because this movie was supposed to come out in 2019, and they pulled the plug on it. Right, thank God they did because you're right. It would have just went. It would have just. I mean, it would have been horrible, right? Um, so it just feels good that five years from the start of that. Hey, would you be interested in this movie if I wrote it? <laughs> 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 we are exactly, <laughs> man. And I was I sitting here. That was it, man. That was it. What's up, man? Yeah, here go the coffee. Hey, I wrote this film. Would you be interested? In- <laughs> and, and like I said, I tell people all the time uh, two things. First of all, it's funny, man, how God's timing be working because when you when you finish a film, you cannot wait until it comes out. Like it's just like oh. And so when when you was letting me know, like uh, you know, to pull the plug on it, I'm like oh man. And then you sitting there, and I was talking with my wife, Levette. I'm just like man, don't you hate when it happens? And and then boom, here come the pandemic, and you just just yeah. so happy that it didn't go to the theaters and, and and die like that you know so now it's able to come out and you know pandemic's still around but we got ways around that and we're gonna talk about that in a right. second right. but right. yeah man crafty table would you be crafty interested table. people say that all the time and i'm just like hmm well, well yeah of course i'm interested but are, are you really gonna do what you're saying is what i'm thinking in my mind and then you you shot me <laughs> the script over right away i read the script man and the rest was is history here we are man and so here we I, are so what people don't understand, man, my brother's keeper, and I've been talking, I talked about the, the film a little bit last week, but my brother's keeper, you know, loosely, but truthfully based on some things that you experienced with your dad. I yeah. I haven't, we've done a lot of interviews together and I haven't heard anybody ask this question. I think somebody hinted to it, but I'm like, what was the hardest part about seeing me portray some of the things that your dad actually did? 
Like what was the because people about to see it. They about to see your, your your dad your dad got down at times. And I'm just like, what kind of memories did that bring back? And was it was it hard to just watch me do that? Yeah, I, you know the, the truth of it is to see all of it. I, I admit that this wasn't an easy story for me to write. My dad passed away 2008. Yeah, and you know I didn't. I had this story on my mind for years. Mm-hmm. But then when I met you, it was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I really believe this guy could pull it off. His his size, his demeanor, his look, um, his capabilities and abilities to perform. I just felt like, okay, I can. I feel comfortable writing this story now because it, it was a hard story for me to write. It was, you know, going back and looking at some of the things from my childhood and bringing them, uh, you know, 40 some, 50 some years later. But there were times like, you know, we, you and I've had this conversation. There were times during the, the, the production where I just walked off set. I just walked away because mm-hmm. it was like reliving that moment. It was like being that 10, 11 year old little boy back in the seventies and reliving those moments. Uh, but what I don't want people to, to hear is that my dad was a, a bad person because he wasn't. My right. dad was troubled and, and needed help. And he found that help through Christ because he ended up going to church, choosing church to be their counselors and my mom. And he went on to become a pastor himself. And yep. we, we, we were able to enjoy 30 plus more years with, with our father before he passed away. But those were just difficult times. And there were just some times watching you guys perform that were just extremely, extremely hard. And I, I dealt with it just by walking off set for a little while. Yeah, man. It's, you know, you look up and you're like, you know, where, where's Ty? And, uh, you know, now people know, you know, even the people who were on set that may be here for the first time, like, oh, so that's what was going on. But I can tell you, pe- the way you wrote it, people will be able to see that this is not a this is not a man with a bad heart at all. You can yeah, you can you yeah. can see the struggle, you know, when you're trying to do something right and, uh, you know, right. your your struggles or your disease or sin is just right there with you. And um, so I, I love the way you wrote it, man. And <laughs> we hope billions and millions of people feel the exact same way, man. Um, yeah, yeah, I was. I was telling people that, you know, the one thing that people always ask me, like, what do you hope, you know, people take away from it? And I was just like, well, first and foremost, you know, you always want the message to be good. And there's a great message Mm -hmm. in this film. But at the end of the day, if all we wanted you to do was get a good message, we'd write a book or we'd do a a message or a speech. But we chose the, the medium of entertainment. And uh, right. so, you know, you got people that are going to pay their money to see this and, and spend time seeing it. So we we want you to be entertained, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we want you to take the message as well. So I think you just did a good job of doing it. And well, that, before I let yeah. you roll up out of here, because like I said, my man Ty is going to be, you know, this is movie release week. So we talking interviews all the time, radios oh, all the time. Week. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, are wanting to know how to see it. And I've been saying on my social media and I'm saying on my um, on my podcast here that so it's in theaters everywhere. But let everybody know that like if you if you don't have it near you, first of all, make this week a good week and it, you can see it coming at you um, next week because they're going to want more theaters and it could get closer to you. But also you can go to the, to the website, www.mbkfilm.com and uh, check the, the Bring It to Your Church tab and that's right. and that's that's the next best way to see it while it's in theater. So it's like your church becomes a theater. Tell tell them a little bit more about that, Ty. Yeah, exactly. And and, and yeah, so we understand there's still some concerns with COVID, but the theaters are doing a very good job <clears throat> right now of um, of trying to make sure we're safe when we go back to to theaters. Uh, but if you are a church or if you're in an organization and you want to show this movie at your church or you want to show it in some organizational event, you can log on to the website, mbkfilm.com. There's a link that says register at your church. That's what it says now, show at your church. But you can also show it at your organization by clicking that same link. And you mm-hmm. fill out that information, and um, the, the distributor, they've got it all set up. You don't have to do anything. You fill out that information, they'll come back and tell you, okay, yep, you can show it. They'll set up a back-end infrastructure on the website that you can send a link out for people to buy tickets. You don't have to worry about getting paper tickets and selling any of that. It'll all be set up uh, electronically. And then what we're doing is 
for uh, the tickets that the churches and the organizations sell, we're going to donate 15% of the money of their sales back to them. That's awesome. Uh, for, you know, helping us out and wanting to go see the film. So if you're a nonprofit, for example, this is a great opportunity for a nonprofit to, to make some money yep. they can, for, the, for the organization. And we've been getting calls from nonprofits that are, that are doing that. And, uh, you know, you, you go out, you sell the tickets and you sell $5,000, $10,000 worth of tickets or more, you're going to get 15% of that back. So, that's awesome. We, we just pray that people will go out and see the movie, and it, it, we need something like this, don't we? And I'm not just For saying sure. we need my brother's keeper. I'm just saying that we, this country, we need a movie like this right now. Yep. You know, we're we're battling back from this pandemic. People have been home and lost jobs, and there's so much hope that's been lost. Uh, we yeah. just pray that people can go watch a movie like this and regain some of that hope and trust. I think God works in his time, right? And our time, when we thought our time was December of 2019, but he said, no, it wasn't. Yeah, he had different plans. <laughs> and for now sure. he's saying, now is your time. So, and, and look at the timing of it. Again, we've just gone through one of the worst years of my lifetime. I can yeah. tell you that yeah. 2020 was without, I spent 24 years in the military. Right. And 2020 was still one of the worst years of my life. Oh, I'm with you, brother. Mine as well. Uh, you know, I lost my mother. Oh, and well, yeah. Just, exactly. And it's just, it was, it was a, it was a, just a straight mess. But, but like you said, yeah. we have learned, I learned so much from 2020 um, mm -hmm. from how other people, you know, how everybody just chooses to deal with something to, at the same time. Like it, yeah. there wasn't a corner of the globe that wasn't affected, right. you know? That's and so right. we got a chance to just see, you know, this is something that is, is just, you, you can't run from it. You get to see how mm -hmm. everybody shakes and moves with it. And I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about a, a bunch of other people too. But like you said, I learned about God's timing, man. And, That's and, right. and it is, and he lets, he can get, he can get you through anything. And it's, That's it's, right. it's funny. That's to me, that's the message of the film. That's the other part that I always say, people ask me, what do you hope people get from this film? I'm just like, that, that ain't that there isn't anything you can't bring to God. Absolutely, right. there isn't anything too hard for him, you know. So whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a beast of a disease called PTSD, you know, mm -hmm. God, there's nothing too hard for him. So that's right, that's right, brother. All I'm, right, man. I'm excited for you, and uh, I know you feel the same for me, man. And yes, again, sir. I'm forever grateful uh, for oh, you allowing me to take on what I have been saying every interview. This is the most challenging role that I've ever had, and those are the type of roles that serious actors want. And so I'm glad to have had it. No, I'm happy. Thank you, man. I mean, I'm proud of you. You you know, this film is, you did a fantastic job. And I can't wait for people to, to you know, to see you in this movie. And, um, you know, I just, you know, we got more of the movies to make together. So for sure. You might get a script <laughs> in the mail any day. You never know. <laughs> you already know. And that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful part about this. When you run into a director who kind of, who knows you, and, 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 and then you got that same actor who knows how they like for you to bring it. Then yeah, you know that there's there's nothing better than that, man. So it's a blessing to have yeah. the relationship, the friendship, and uh, brother, I will see you down the road, man. <laughs> All right, man. Tell, tell, tell the vet and the kids we said hi. That's my guy. That's my guy, Ty. Um, I know uh, him and Bishop uh, Bishop Mackey, uh, Man's Mackey, the whole team, everybody involved is just as just as excited as I am that this thing is finally here. So. Um, I know I know how busy he is too because I'm I'm the same way. Just just interviews all week, but that, that's the exciting part, you know. Um, I I just can't wait, you know. It, it's it reminds me it's just like my football games, you know. Uh, how giddy I used to get before I go play. Uh, you know, tomorrow's game day, you know, and so I'm just giddy uh, for everybody to to see. So, um, just great chat, great chat. He's a great dude, and uh, I'm I'm glad we're friends. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.
This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. So what I like to do is I, I like to interview people that you may not know because I feel like th- some of the best stories um, come from these people. But sometimes people aren't interested because you don't recognize the name. Uh, well, I want to bring more of those stories onto my show. So uh, don't be surprised if you're listening right now. You got a great and, and you got a great story that I may reach out to you, um, and um, I want to hear your story. And, we'll, and you'll be a guest on the TCS Live Show. Now, this person that I'm bringing on, I know this person uh, very, very well because he was the first agent that I had um, for my pro football career, and. Um, and, you know, I took a break from football and I started doing some ministry stuff. And then I, I ended up with another agent later on down the line. But he was my first agent. More importantly than that, he was a friend of the family. His name is Brady Johnson. And um, Brady lives in Chicago right now. He was uh, in the military. And I'm going to let him tell you all about that. This this movie, MBK, uh, deals with a lot of things that he's dealt with in real life. You know, the PTSD, the after effects of all of that. And, um, but he's done some amazing things in response to that. And, uh, and, and you may not know him, but I guarantee you his story and what he's doing is going to inspire you. I promise you that. Uh, so without further ado, I want to go ahead and get my man Brady on the TCS live line. So let's get him on. T-Star. What's up, Brady, man? <laughs> man, how you doing today? Yeah, I, hey, I'm amped, man. This is movie release week. You know I, you know how I get with these weeks. I'm pumped. Man, I'm so excited for you, too. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Well, I, I was telling everybody about you and, and you know, our, our Louisville days and, you know, you being the, the first agent that I had and helped me out with my pro career and everything, but... Um, you know, it's movie release week and, you know, my brother's keeper is, is about the military and you, you have experience with that, obviously. So I just want to start with, you know, tell the people, you know, how you got involved, you know, in terms of going to the military, what spurred that on, where you went, and then we'll kind of just pick it up from there. Oh, man. Actually, it was, uh, it was weird the way it started military. Um, actually, I'd gone to UofL to uh, play baseball. Um, after I got invited to work out for the White Sox, but actually I couldn't do what I was supposed to do because academically I didn't do right. So I got uh, ex- uh, taken out of school and um, I'd gone to Illinois and I'd started back to school and I walked down a hallway and I saw a recruiter and I asked the recruiter, what must I do to join the military? And he was an Air Force recruiter. Mm. So he gave me his card and uh, six months later, I was in basic training. I weighed 217 pounds, which my baseball weight was 165. So I gained a lot of weight. Oh, what, what and, was uh, what was you doing? Uh, eating everything I saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, um, it, it was it was just you know it was really a blessing. And um, basic training was just like a basic training with Jesus Christ too, because it was just me and Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, that six weeks in basic training with the United States Air Force, it gave me a walk and a closer walk with Jesus Christ. And that's how I got into the United States Air Force. What What was it? So what was it like going to the Air Force and, you know, you showing up and, and just the environment? And because I know a lot of people, you know, you see movies, you know, um, people have their idea of what it's really like to be in the military, but being a guy, like I said, I just played a soldier. So I had to do a lot of research and I was starting to see that it's not exactly like people may think, like it's not always like the movies portray it. So it was really cool to talk to real life soldiers, such as, such as yourself um, and the director, um, I mean, uh, the uh, writer of, of the film, uh, Ty Mance, who also was in the military, but it's a little bit different, man. So just like talk about your personal experience, you know, being, you know, uh, around the world, um, you know, always knowing that there's a threat of having to do any kind of combat or or in, in any way, shape or form uh, that you would have to be involved with something like that, being away from your family. Just just talk about that. Well, you know, it was something that, you know, we practiced, something that we always had to have on our mind and on our heart. You know, we had ready what we call ready bags mm-hmm. and, um, you know, ready bag had your cup up a few uniforms. Uh, along with some other things that we had in our bags. 
uh, and we had to have it prepared just in case we got a call in the middle of the night. And with those ready bags, I passed by it every night before I went to bed. It, you know, it, it it's it's a matter of matter of reality. And of course, um, I was in Saudi Arabia in '96, and there was a terroristic bomb that I was involved in. Terroristic bombing. Um, it killed, uh, I believe, 17 and wounded over 400 of us. And that was the worst night of my life. Um, because as I tell people often, uh, that was like a drive-by. You know, you get prepared for, for confrontation, but you don't get prepared for a drive-by, a big truck. And um, at that point, nobody in our family knew. And it we didn't show up until CNN and all the other uh, TVs uh, worldwide. And with us being a half uh, other side of the world, uh, my family knew in the middle of the day because, of course, we're a half day in front of in Saudi Arabia. And I can't I didn't find out until, you know, the story came out when I got back home, just the feeling of finding out. And um, that is um, touching. Yeah, man. I mean, just just hearing that and, and that, you know, my character in the film deals with, you know, he comes back home and, and he deals with obviously he deals with PTSD. Um, and just hearing you say that those are coming some some of the stories that I would hear when I was studying on YouTube and, and, and studying different videos of soldiers talking just like you talking right now, sharing those types of experiences. Talk about, you know. Because obviously that wasn't the first or, or the last time that you would deal with stuff like that over in Saudi Arabia and different places that you had to go. But talk about coming back home and making the adjustment um, where you're at home now, yet those type of things can still be on your mind. Well, actually, to this day, I go to counseling. I suffer from post-traumatic. And this is the 25th year. Uh, since that terroristic bombing, and I still go counseling, and I still um, have nightmares, and I still have people um, that I look over my shoulder up for, and it is things that I'll never forget, and um, it is the worst feeling that I can't get rid of. Yeah. Now, I was going to say with you, I know you personally, so I can, the coolest thing about you with that is, is you know, being a man of faith, you know, the key thing you just said is that you never get rid of it. And, you know, I, I think some people think that, you know, healing, like when you pray for the Lord to, 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 you know, just get rid of, you know, something, and they think that if it's not taken out, that didn't, that God didn't do his thing. But instead, when you ask the Lord to heal you, the way that, You've talked about it in, in, in a way that I had a lot of uh, people who have come to Christ about it. They feel like the healing was in the strength to push through and be able to deal with it. And it doesn't run their life. You know, so you you have PTSD, but it's not crippling you in such a way where you can't live your life. And God has given you the strength to get through that. And now he's getting glory because of it. So just talk about that and how you deal with PTSD being a man of faith and how you've brought that to God and got strength from it. Cause I, I think that's really cool. You know, that, that from the stuff you told me. So, you know, let the, let them know kind of the things that, that, that you told me just to, just to how God has helped you through all that. Well, God is actually really just, I'm, I mean, like one of the biggest things is I, I pray, you know, to let me decrease so that God may increase because I, for a long time, it was hard for me to go, I have a son that plays football and I have a son that plays soccer. And for a long time, it was hard for me to go to their games because there were a lot of people. And I was fearful that there was going to be something going on because there were a lot of people and um, a lot of prayer and a lot of understanding that God was going to take control of this gave me the opportunity um, I still have, I still have doubts at times, but that is me. That is the flesh. And I still have to pray 
and ask the Lord to let me decrease so that he may increase so that I can go to games to see my sons play sports so that they can look at me in, um, you know, in the middle of a game when they score a touchdown or make a sack or when my son uh, just last week as a freshman, he scored uh, in the first game that he played in a high, a high school soccer. He scored a goal mm-hmm. so that he could look at me and see me out there. Um, it's it, it's all about God. It's all about what he did. It is not about me. And I have to fight that daily. Um, I have to die daily so that I can go out there and watch that. Because the post-traumatic is daily in my soul. And I have to fight that daily so that I can get out there and do that. I've, I've always thought that that was... Well, first of all, I better give people a little bit of background um, so they'll understand where I'm coming from when I say this. And you can you can tell the story a lot better than than I can. Uh, but what I was going to say is uh, I've always loved how you have handled what this has kind of led to when it comes to your personal health and things like that. Because, you know, people don't know that, you know, you you had a stroke. And I want you to tell them about, you know, the after effects of the stroke and now this is a story where I get to kind of just hang back and let you tell it. I think it's a great story. I've already heard it. I want the people to hear it uninterrupted. But you had a stroke and you can pick it up from there in terms of what this stroke has done to your life, where it took you to, but then how the Lord has led you to respond and what you're doing now as a result. Well, you know, I was I was on base and I've been having a headache for about three months And I thought, you know, we had Afghanistan going on and I didn't know if I'd go back over. I'd been a few times overseas and um, I was, you know, a little wondering when that would happen and if it would happen. So I've been worried about that. Um, I, you know, bought a house, a new house and, um, you know, and then I met a beautiful woman, Heather, and I had asked her to marry me three months earlier and uh, we were in the middle of preparing, you know, our wedding and things of that sort. So I thought my headache was prepared, preparing all of these things all at one time. That was stress. Right. Well, I was on base and the doctor on base said he, I needed to go off base. So I went off base. The doctor and a, and a nurse, after sending me to the to get an MRI, said um, they asked me, they said, uh, do you know God? And I said, yes, why? They said, how do we say this militarily? Mm. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, man. And they said, you have so much blood and fluid in your brain. We don't know how you survived. At that point, I was 31 years old. And they said, we need to do surgery ASAP. Well, I was three and a half hours closest to anybody. And that was my fiance. My mother was six and a half hours. My sister was six and a half hours from Toledo. Uh, of course, my mother and grandmother, my aunt was in Louisville, Kentucky. And I was scared. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in a hospital bed um, and, and I said, I've met NFL players. I've met people as as in Tony Stallings, TC, who were so many strong people. And I said, I'm about to die all by myself. Mm-mm-mm. And I cried. Well, they gave me a, a shot and to calm down. And when I woke up, um, my sister, my mom, everybody had met. My, my sister from Toledo said she was doing 100 miles an hour in the dark when it was raining. And they, the doctor came and he said he'd never seen a hemorrhage so big and so, and that they didn't die. But unfortunately, we can't do a surgery this big. So they took me to Chicago. They flew me to Chicago. And in Chicago, they did surgery. But unfortunately, during the surgery, I had a major stroke. They said then, at that point, they said, you will not be able to speak clearly. You'll never be able to walk without an aid. They said, you'll never be able to speak clearly. They said, you'll never be able to drive without um somebody driving for you and you'll never be able to work well praise god i was able to speak clearly i was able to drive 
six months later, I was able to go back to work. I was able to retire from Social Security Administration. But unfortunately, as you know, TC, I was able to run back in the day. That was my, right. my thing. You should run marathons, marathons and everything. Yep. I was not able to move that fast. So I gained, once again, I gained so much weight because I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And about a year ago, I was trying to find something to do. And, and, yet, and, and you have to let people know that you, you, you lost you lost feeling. I cannot feel the right side of my body from the top of my body, from the top of my head to the bottom of my foot. And the Mayo Center calls me the freak. Because they cannot figure how somebody can walk and talk and and things, though I can't feel the right side of my body. And I'm left-handed. And I told them, I said, I just taught my right side to copy because I'm left-handed. I said, copy. And that's what I would tell myself, copy. And I remember you were telling me the other day when we were talking that you literally, you've been burned, you've broken stuff because you can't feel it. Yes, I, my right, my, my right first finger can't bend all the way because I broke it and it bent and it built back and I didn't know it because I can't feel pain. It broke and it, it, and then it built back and I didn't know. Of course, I've burned and all of that, these things because I can't feel it. And so, so you got all of these, you got all of these things, and that's why I want you to tell this story, and I want you to tell the second half of you got all of this stuff, all of these issues. You got the PTSD, you have the the stroke, you have the the brain aneurysm, the hemorrhaging, just all these different things. God, God has gotten you through to this point of now you're standing here. You can't feel half the right side of your body. You can't do the things that you used to do. You can't run anymore. And like you said, I know you used to run all the time. You can't do none of those things. And uh, I remember you calling me one time and we talked about a little bit where you were just like, dude, this is just not me. This is just, this is, you know, TT, you know how active I used to be. And, uh, and I could hear it in your voice. And I remember my prayers for you. You used to just be that the Lord would find some glory. I knew you were a man of God. And so when you called me and told me what you are now about to tell the listeners, um, so I'm going to let you kind of pick it up from there. I, I was just so inspired. That's why I wanted to have you on. And I think the time, it couldn't be better since, you know, we were talking about a military movie that I'm in. But, you know, this is you being a military guy and are dealing with some of the stuff from the movie. It, 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 this isn't ironic. The timing is great um, just to hear you tell people how you now have chosen to respond. So you can. So so now here you are with all those things happening. Um, and you getting, you even talked about a little bit of depression and getting upset about things, but then, you know, through your prayers, God led you to do what? Yes. You know, there were a few things. My grandmother who's passed away, she would say this. There were a few verses that she would say to me. Number one, in the Bible it says, no man putting hand, putting his hand on the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And you know what? If you're a child of God, and look forward. There's no looking back. So Brady, you're a child of God. So no matter what the devil has tried to trip you with, God has made you strong. No matter which trial or tribulation, he's made you strong. And that's what I always looked at. And then also in basic training, you know, in basic training, before you go, You lift your hand and it says, I will, I will, that you will defend both foreign and domestic. Well, you know, it's foreign. I didn't know what this is. And domestic, it's right here. You're attacked on your mind and in your mind and in your soul and in your body. So I was at war and I was going to win. And that's what everybody has to look at. You're going to win because God makes you a winner. And that's what I've thought about. And so at that point, I said, you have something to do and you cannot minister if you're not ministering to yourself. And so I said, you've got to get up. You can't lay down. You've got to get up. You're better than that. You're a child of God. And so 
I was looking for something to do. So one day I was looking on internet and then I looked on Facebook and somebody was selling a weeder gym. I said, I asked my wife, I said, could I buy that? And she said, are you going to use it? <laughs> and now I didn't want to be a liar because lying is a sin. And I said, <laughs> yes. And it was so good because there was a, the person I spoke with, he was a veteran. He was in the army. And he said, I will not even charge you. He said, I will bring it over and my wife and I will put it together for you. And he said, I'll charge you less because you're, you're a veteran just like me. So then they put it together. And I said to myself, now I really got to use it. Mm -hmm. Now he said, go ahead. Now, now I was going to tell the people just, and y'all got to understand, because you're going to see where this is going. Now, now linear with this. Brady's calling me and asking fitness questions. And, and and I don't know what the Lord is leading him to do. He, we hadn't got it all into that yet. But it's just like, you know, you know, just di different exercises, different things. And, and, you know, I'm just I'm just looking at it as, as, as another brother, you know, just trying to, you know, work out, you know. And Brady's always been a guy that's running and training and stuff like that. So I'm just I just, you know, answer the questions and, and, and moving on. But I had no idea what God is doing with him. Um, with this, uh, this uh, you know, fitness gym that he's trying to to uh, put together. So go ahead. And I had never lifted weights ever. Playing baseball, you don't lift weights. Right? <laughs> you never lift weights. So, so some baseball players are gonna be like, "Hold on, man, hold on, hold on." <laughs> so I had never lifted weights before. Right, right, right. So I called you. Right. I was lost, and I needed to know some some things that you ate. Right, yeah, you're asking all these eat. questions, and that's what yes. I say. I just think it's I think it's cool because again, you're telling them the story, and it's like this is what's going on, and I have no idea. You know, it's not like you told me, hey. You know, this is what I'm trying to do. It was just you knew what you were trying to do, but you just you just focus on getting the information, and you would tell me later what it was for. But so go ahead. So you got so you so you you got the gym set up, and uh, go ahead. And I started lifting. Now at this point, I didn't know what I was doing. I was lifting, and I put some things together, and I started looking on the internet, and I started reading a lot. And my mother, being an English professor, I started reading. She always taught us to read stuff, so I read everything. And then one day I was going to GNC trying to read some things. And there was a young lady and she said, you have a small, you're short. She said, did you know the average bodybuilder that's successful is five, seven and below? I said, no, I didn't know anything about that. And I smiled and she said, have you ever thought about lifting weights and being a bodybuilder? Mm. At that point I kind of laughed and I said, <laughs> no. and then she said, I do drug-free bodybuilding and my ears perked. And I said, yes, she gave me her number. And she said, though you're disabled, you could probably compete in drug-free bodybuilding. And then I have a reason. And at that point, God has given me a goal, more people to pass the word. And at that point, I picked up a coach and a nutritionist. And since um, January, well, actually, it was before that. It was um, it was closer to uh, October, but we started um, in December um, when we started working out to thin me down. And I have now 21 weeks to until my first drug-free bodybuilding competition. Dude, that's and awesome, man. <laughs> though I can't feel the right side of my body, I'm, that's what I'm I'm going to be in. Dude, that that is so that is so awesome, dude. Because I I remember when you when you now when you called me and told me that you know it's like I said you all he told me the story and I was just that's why I wanted to get him on because I'm just like look at look at what he did. You know, just just going all the way back to, you know, what he went through, you know, from the military and, and just all the things that have happened to his body that he could have just balled up and just wasted away. But instead, and, and instead, he is literally strengthening himself. You know, he's into bodybuilding. And then how the Lord, you, you always wonder if stuff is God's plan or not. For him to have somebody... um donate basically to him a gym and that just so happens to be a, a military person so you know they're gonna understand 
you know, what he's going through. They they come, they set it up. And, uh, oh, I guess it's just so a coincidence that you go to a GNC that has something that's going to perk you up like that. Oh, to, to talk about the disabled uh, bodybuilding stuff, something that wasn't even on your mind, but yet it, it goes in your heart and gets you pumped to want to do it. But this is all God. And, that, and, that, and I know that's how you processed all of it. And then now, you know, you're going to f- follow your journey, you know, document it. And this turns into a, a great testimony uh, for other people to see. Because I know people listening right now, y'all got to want to, if he if he is to come out and tell the story, which I've talked to him about, and, I, and we, we're definitely going to get into that. You can't tell me you would want to see this whole thing and how it all pans out for him. Um, because I, I just... I'm just so proud to to just anytime I see somebody who take what life tries to do and dictate to you that you turn around, and let God allow you to dictate to life what's really going to happen. And then in the end, God gets all the glory. So, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's fantastic, dude. So now you're training to start competing in these competitions. Um, and uh, I mean, you can win awards and trophies and all of that kind of stuff. So you're going to be on the stage getting your Arnold Schwarzenegger on. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and it is just so amazing. I mean, and I just, it's its only by Christ. Because as you said, where God has put me in places. And I even say, you know, I even think about being on base. And that, that day when the nurse and the doctor, when they said, well, we don't, we don't even know. We, we've never even seen a hemorrhage this big and then getting sent to Chicago and that doctor saying, we'll do it. And as a matter of fact, the day they did the surgery that turned into a mass, a massive stroke was April 1st, which is coming up. And yes. And, you know, I, I look at every turn of my life since the hemorrhage. And it is only Christ putting things aligned because if I'd have been in anywhere else, it wouldn't have been a tomorrow. There wouldn't have been a next. And just like the book that I wrote, A Life of Commas, there would not have been a comma. They would have been nothing but periods because the life would have been over. But God continues to put commas on places. And I just love him for it. Like you said, like the veteran, he could have sold that to anybody. But he said, I'll, I'll charge you less. And my wife and I are going to drive it over there and put it together for you. Are you? Are, are you, you can't make that up, man. <laughs> you can't make that up, man. God is good. You can't make that up. My brother, I'm going to say, man, I, I, I thank you for being willing to share that, you know, and I, and I know sometimes it can be tough to, to share those stories. But when you know people are hearing and can be inspired by it, you know, that that compels us to, you know, have have the courage and the peace to be able to to, to withstand talking about some of those tough things. And um, whether people knew you or not, you know, now they're at least they are aware of what you're doing. Um, you know, what I'm saying? I love you like a brother, you know, and I, and I am love you too. for sure. And I'm pulling for you in this competition and definitely we're going to connect on uh, the documentary of all of this. And I think that's going to be a really, really fun thing to do. And it'll be inspiring for people to be able to see it. And um, I'm, I'm just glad that God did his thing with all of this. And so you're still here to talk about it. And I've, I've walked through a lot of this with you in terms of just knowing that it's, it's uh, going on. And you almost broke my heart, man, when you, cause I had, as I'm telling y'all, you, this is the first time I heard him say, that he felt like he was going to die alone. And the reason that that hurts is because that's exactly what happened with my mom. My mother did die alone because she she went through the, the COVID and they wouldn't let nobody in to see her, you know? So I'm glad you still are here, my man. And uh, it, 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 thank you for your service, for sure. And uh, we're going to be following the journey, man. I'm sure all the people are going to be interested in, in, in how things, you know, pan out with the bodybuilding. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a be the bridge between you and them to make sure people get a chance to, to see how it goes, man. So I appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, sharing some of your life with people. Thank you for having me and thank you for the movie. Thank you for sharing just something that so many of us struggle with every day. And I thank you. 
I thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Thank you for having me to come out today. For sure. They're going to hear from you again too, Brady, man. All right, brother. Well, hey, you have a God bless. You too. Well, that's going to do it for episode seven of the TCS Live show. Um, Thank you all for joining me. And obviously, this was a special show. It's movie release week. Tomorrow, my brother's keeper will be in theaters. And I'm just praying that, like I said, you know, that you are entertained, that you are inspired. I hope so many people get to see it. Um, I don't think anybody has ever seen me like this before in terms of um, uh, the type of characters that I play. So um, it's a lot to this this character. It was very, very challenging. So I'm really, really excited about that. Again, if you need to see where the local listings are, it's www.mbkfilm.com. And then if it's not playing near you, please click the uh, show at your church tab and then uh, hopefully, you know, your church can can get it there if if um, if the accommodations are feasible for you um, or your business and uh, everybody can get a chance to see this film. So um, please don't delay and, um, you know, make sure that you can be a part of this. Uh, so I'm really excited. Uh, also, if you've hung with me this long, then you're going to get a little bit of a treat because today, today, Thursday, today, later on, I am going to release a scene from the film. Um, so it, it is a scene from the actual film. I'm going to release that later on today um, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I'm going to release that. So be on the lookout for that. You get a chance to see an actual clip from the movie, My Brother's Keeper, to get you excited about what's going down on Friday. So I want to thank my man, Tom Manns, for coming on and Brady Johnson for coming on. Um, and uh, I want to thank you all for just continuing to roll with me every single week on a TCS live show. And uh, I will see you at the theaters tomorrow. And then I'll see you again next Thursday for more of the TCS live show. God bless. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app. 